Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice pod fucking cast. How are you today? How are you tonight? What are you doing? What's happening? Um, so I just kind of wanted to drop in, uh, hop on and dial through um, because I really like the format of my last podcast, like, cause I talked about like a bunch of things, like a hodgepodge of things. And, um, I really like the way the title looks on the episode as well. And like, I think it could be, I think it's really interesting. Like if somebody, um, I just saw a license plate that said, I love 35. Why? Why? Who cares? Who, who knows what? Like, what does that even mean? Um, I don't know. People just, like, do anything. Anyways, um, so I want to kind of continue that same theme. I'm literally driving into a truck whose headlights are blinding, like, is an understatement. It's... Oh, my God. Oh my God, this car was parked on the side of the road and he opens his fucking door as I was driving by him. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. This is, I don't know if I'm in the right headspace to do a podcast episode right now. I'm not sure, I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but that's what's happening right now. So I'm gonna push through, I'm gonna continue through because that's what I fucking do, man. That's what I do. Um, so not really sure what I want to talk about, um, but I do want to start off with, um, a video that I saw on TikTok, or as people love to lie, an article that I read, a book that I read, um, no, you saw it on fucking TikTok. So a video I saw on TikTok that's, um, I was created by, uh, a woman that identifies as the, as an eldest daughter of, uh, within an immigrant household, right? That already I'm like tuned in. I'm, I'm sitting down. I will be seated and I will be watching because if I don't relate to any, if it's one thing about me, I'm going to relate to an eldest daughter in an immigrant family. Okay. If there's anything I'm going to relate to harder it's the eldest daughter within an immigrant family. Put her in her 30s and her being single and talking about all of her trauma while at the same time really scared and really fed up and really tired, but also so confident and articulate and there's rage there. Come on! Inject that in my fucking veins, you know what I mean? So she was talking about how there's like, first of all, she talked about a lot of things and I left comments on that video because I was so like, I hope she texts me back <laughs> type of thing because she, she's like, I've been looking for community. I've been looking for people that I can talk to and that I can relate to about this stuff because it's hard to find people that first of all, like eldest daughter, immigrant family, not a big deal. Like I've known them all my life, but a single eldest daughter in an immigrant family and and a single eldest daughter in an immigrant family that doesn't want to have kids that's that's already like you're on the fringes of society you are outcasted within culture nobody wants to look at you you are damaged goods within culture 
I don't care how progressive your parents are. I don't care how progressive your, you think your culture is and how many strides they've made to move forward. That is like, you don't want to, you don't want to have kids and you're not married yet. It's a wrap, right? Like there's, 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 there's something wrong with you inherently and automatically. Like you're not getting any of the benefit of the doubt. You're, you're, you're seen as like other right away. Right. So she was talking about that. She was talking about wanting to find community. She was talking about wanting to um, talk about not wanting kids and feeling that every the, the specific experience of raising of of having childhood cut short, not allowed to be a kid, being completely suppressed, raising family specifically your parents and probably even more specifically your mother taking all her trauma taking all your family's trauma plus anybody else that they put on you right and anything else that that um you are going through you you are forced to go through it alone and silently and therefore in a lot of fucking shame right and so i I, I totally get that. And then she's like, you know, after all of that, and then you're supposed to be all mentally stable, healed, as if that was your lot in life to, to take care of all of these people and to be there for all of these people. And then to have a, to, to have a well-adjusted mind and heart to then let somebody into your life and be vulnerable enough and feminine enough. And I'll talk about that to want a husband and then further on want kids and have kids. Right. I am just kind of flabbergasted at the audacity of, um, okay, hold on. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm flabbergasted at the audacity of first of all, expecting somebody to take care of, a family that they didn't ask for and then doing it properly and doing it well and doing it without any complaints and doing it without any acknowledgement um, for their health and being and then somehow untangling yourself and not being codependent and not having mental illness and doing it quietly and under the radar um, and then uh, w- having a husband and kids like what what sort of fucking monsters would want that from a kid from a person i'll tell you the same monsters that were also thrown that responsibility by other monsters so it's obviously generational but i don't want to talk about that i don't want to talk about generations i don't want to talk about oh hurt people hurt people i don't want to talk about that because i think that's dismissing this conversation i think that's dismissing the plight and the specific trauma and the wholehearted bullshit that eldest daughters first gen uh in an immigrant household face i'm talking about me i'm talking about all of all of the people that resonate with me and i've talked about this you know in in previous episodes but i i really want to talk about the the kids and husband piece but more so the kids piece right because we get so tired of parenting other people and and parenting our parents and 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 neglecting ourselves that we don't have the capacity the wherewithal the space to accept taking care of of another person 
of another being that is completely dependent on us, that sounds like torture. That sounds like um, absolute uh, like prison. That sounds like my worst nightmare. And I, I wish that I could say at some point, you know, I never wanted kids. And I've said that in previous episodes that I didn't grow up wanting kids or whatever. But I still, somewhere deep down, there was that like, oh, I'm going to have kids. I have baby names picked out. I, um, I hope I have a girl. Like at one point I wanted to adopt or like, you know, freeze my eggs and then and do that and stuff. And I was really like wanting that, you know. And then that died really quickly because I realized that I'm not. I'm broken. I'm not whole. Uh, and I never will be. And uh, no matter how much work we do on ourselves, there's always broken parts. And I think the goal is not to be unbroken or not to like completely brush that under the rug or even fix those broken parts. It's to accept it and love it regardless. I'm not a perfect bitch. I'm not somebody that's going to do anything remotely um as it was supposed to be as it's supposed to be if there's a universal standard for it i'm not going to meet it i can barely meet my own expectations and this is not a oh woe is me type of monologue right this is not a fucking soliloquy of oh feel bad for me i'm a victim no it's just my fucking reality and i'm not sad about it and i'm not going to deny that this is something that is a, this is something that is very real for me and that i do a lot of self work i do i am very self aware but there's just some things that i don't want to die on fixing i don't want to do it and maybe it's not me to it's not mine to fix maybe maybe um uh, you know, as I get older and as I get more mature and as I get happier within my own skin and within my own personality and within my own soul and as I just sort of hold that really close to me and accept it and love it and hug it and understand it and hear it and see it for what it is, maybe somebody will come along and 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 soothe the other parts of me. Um, I hope, if I'm being really honest, I hope that happens. I deserve love. We, we as eldest daughters, first gen in an immigrant household, deserve love just like everybody else. And I know that's not an admission um, that uh, you're going to hear from us making. That's not something we have ever said before. If you know an eldest daughter of a, a first gen immigration household, go re- cap all of the conversations that you've had with her and 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 try to count the amount of times that she's ever talked about being vulnerable and wanting to be vulnerable and wanting to have true love and wanting to be saved because that's what she wants but she's not gonna say it because um okay there's like these two fucking girls let me wait like they're it literally like walked into my car it was so fucking weird and i'll talk about this anyways um so all of these conversations that you've had with that girl she's never gonna admit what she really craves and what she really desires and what she really wants because it's hidden under walls and um gates and armor and 
<laughs> like boundaries. And I'm not talking about the healthy boundaries either. I'm talking about like fortresses, right? So she, you're never going to catch her talking about that. But within her heart of hearts, she wants that. She craves that. That's probably the only thing that she wants is to have somebody there. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Mm-hmm. Is to have somebody there hmm, that's going to take care of her and tell her that things are going to be all right. Because that's what she's been saying and doing for everybody else. And all she wants is somebody to tell her that things are going to be all right. And to smooth out her edges and to make her feel safe and seen and... To tell her that she's not lost. There's a place for her. And she doesn't have to be alone anymore. These are the type of things that we want. Right? But. Like. I will never admit that. I I could never admit that in the past. Because. Number one, who's going to fucking care? Who who would we even tell that to? Right? That That's going to like actually um, care about what we think and what we want and what we desire without having an agenda. Yeah. We got trust issues. And if you're a Scorpio or Capricorn placement, yeah, I feel uh, like the trust issues are, are fucking on 10, but so number one, who's going to care? Um, and number two, we have told ourselves the lie that we don't desire this. We don't crave this. We don't want this. And then we've told it, to ourselves for so long that we actually believe it that we actually believe it we actually believe that that love isn't for us that you know everybody else can get married everybody else can can have their dream job everybody else can um you know have have their relationship and all of that stuff and and we can't everybody else can have kids everybody else is able to have a family but we can't because we have a specific purpose in this life and that is to give to everybody else except ourselves and we have this insane like guilt that if we want anything for ourselves we save anything for ourselves if we do anything on our own time and not like I just walked out of the house right now and I live with my mom and I felt guilty for like a good five ten minutes I was like, oh, no, I should have asked her to come with me. She hasn't been out all day. You know, all of these things walk through your mind. Like, I'm just going out to get a fucking tea and record my podcast and have some time to myself. Have some time out in the universe and walk around. Usually Sundays are like my I don't leave the house type of day, but I wanted the fresh air. It's a nice day outside. But I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, no, I should have asked you know, even when I go anywhere else, I'm like, oh, I should ask my sister. I should ask my cousin. I should do this for somebody. I should do that for somebody. And it's so like, now that I can clock myself doing it, like consciously, it's so fucking um, exhausting. Like, I just want to be by myself. I just want to do things by myself. I just want to do things by myself. I want to have that time so I can actually breathe and figure out what I want. Or just stare off into space, you know? So that's that's the... But then going back to the kids, right? Like, we don't want that. We don't want that life. We've already mothered so many of you. 
that I think we're going to go back. We're going to go into retirement now. It's time for us to retire. It's time for us to. And and that's why I think it's so hard to find a man because most men want to be mothered. Most men want to be coddled and have be cooked for and cleaned and um, and fucking, you know, be be somebody's little puppet low key um, and have all these like things that they want to do uh with their girlfriends and wives and expect all of their like their girlfriends and wives to do for them and it's like I don't have the energy for that you know unless you're like a unicorn man that's gonna fucking step into my house and step into my life and say I got this and really got this because eldest daughters fucking know like if you if somebody says to us which is like never has never happened before if somebody says to us I got this we're gonna look at you sideways we're gonna be like okay do you because I know I got this I know I am able to handle this but you're saying that you can okay let me watch Right. And that sounds kind of harsh and that sounds kind of closed off and mistrustful inherently. That's just exactly what it is. You're right. Because that is exactly what that is. And so it's going to take a certain type of person to come into our life. And if you're adding stress, if you're adding work for me to do, if you're just another mouth to fucking feed, I don't have time for that. I don't want that. My capacity is at max. I'm at maximum capacity. I am so um, spread thin. I am so resourced to the point where like I have just gotten these burdens that my parents and my family has put on my back off of my back. And now I have to think about myself and the world that I want to create and the life that I want to have and what I believe and who I am because it's completely different from the last 15 years of my existence, for the last 37 years of my existence. And you're telling me that you want to have a home-cooked meal by the end of the day, every day, and you expect me to clean your house and bear your children? I'm sorry, that's just like... That's not happening. That's never happening. And so, you know, we are, and I can't speak to every eldest daughter, but, you know, with this creator and other creators that I've taught, I've, I've seen talk about this eldest daughter thing, we are single and we are childless. The childless bit, I think, is just, I think we want romantic relationships and we want a man that's going to take care of us and allow us to drop into our feminine. That's another thing, right? We've been maxed out on our masculine energy for the entirety of our lives. We've had to be masculine for everything taking care of trauma taking care of other people's trauma making sure that we are able to assess a situation properly to figure out the solutions Um, we have to take on other people's responsibilities and burdens we have to you know in a lot of cases we are the main breadwinners or the the, uh, or one of the main breadwinners we have to make sure that we're not only cooking for ourselves but cooking for other people not only cleaning our own space but cleaning for other people not only 
making sure that we're okay, but cleaning and making sure that other people are okay, right? And we don't have time to take care of ourselves. So it's not even like, if I'm okay, you're okay. No, it's only, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I've been in that loop for 37 years. That's why I can't be normal. I can't hang out with people. I can't have healthy relationships. I can't do normal things because I'm not normal. I'm not raised to be normal. I was raised to be a fucking attack dog. I was raised to be a fucking shield. I was raised to be a fucking warrior. So when I'm finally at a place in my life where I can strip myself of the armor and put the weaponry down, I don't know how to act. I don't know how to be. My sister was telling me, like, you don't always have to accommodate when I'm with you. Like, I just want to chill with you. I'm like, I don't know how to chill the fuck out. I don't know how to, like, not ask somebody if they're doing okay or if they want something or if I can do something for them. I don't know what that's like. My mind is so fucking warped and so um, wired this toxic way that I, I just... So when it comes to kids and having a relationship that just, no matter how bad we want it in our heart of hearts, we're just tired. We just don't want the the work that it takes because we know that it takes work. We're not scared of hard work, but we're just really tired and we want some rest and we want a break and we want to clock out sometimes. And nobody in our life thus far has given us that time. Nobody in our lives has has allowed us to and the permission to and the space to chill the fuck out, to clock the fuck out. And so we have to take it, right? We have to take the space. We have to take the time. And so we get pinned as being selfish real quick from the people that, you know, of course, of course, just like right on time right as soon as we decide to take time for ourselves as soon as we'd like to um want to do things on our own terms and make our own decisions and do all of that stuff we're faced with oh why didn't you invite me oh why didn't why didn't you ask me or oh um that's weird that you want to be alone to some or, or to some effect like that right and if it's not verbally or vo- verbally expressed or vocalized inherent like like explicitly it's always the general undertone it always is it's there's always um somebody in like waiting in line to take a piece you know and and they depend on the guilt and the shame that we feel, that I feel to uh, break us down enough to violate all the boundaries that we're supposed to have and allow for, you know, free-for-all. And that's fucked up. And especially if you're an immigrant family, especially if you're in a marginalized group community, that's, that's worse. That's, that's on 10. That's, that's multiplied by 1,000 right and so and 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 you're usually isolated there's no community for that there's no there's no community that that we can all sort of com, um get together and talk about our experiences because there's a lot of secrecy that we're born with like you know the, the old saying like whatever family 
troubles you have, it stays within the family. It stays within this petri dish of fucking shame and regret and toxicity and patriarchy and tox like like this just this this loop of of misery, this vortex of tragedy that we have no choice but to continue that cycle, continue that loop, you know. Because our parents did it and their parents did it and their parents did it. So who are we to break that curse? That's why I love, I'm reading the Akatar series and the main female character is called Farah, and one of her nicknames is Curse Breaker. And I just get so fucking happy because she was not the eldest daughter in the book. She was actually the, 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 the youngest daughter. But I thought she was the eldest daughter when I first started reading her character and in her point of view. And I started reading these stories. I'm like, oh, she must be the eldest daughter. No, she was the youngest daughter. And actually, the eldest daughter was, was a complete psychotic bitch. A, the, the biggest leech if I ever saw one. But she was also, you know, she has her own story and she has her own demons and traumas. But it doesn't, it, I don't, I don't, no, I don't give a fuck though. But I love that curse breaker. I love that name. I, I, I took that, I, I borrowed that for me and, and kind of is like a working title for, you know, in my arsenal of what I think I am, right? Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed that creator's video. Can I fucking help you? This fucking guy just drove right, um, like right in front of me, just drove by really slowly and just stared at me from the driver's seat. He was the ugliest thing, the stupidest thing that was so scary in so many ways oh my god i feel violated i feel sad for my soul i don't know why he was driving so slow i don't even know why he's in this parking lot i don't know why anybody would be in this parking lot right now if they're not like recording a podcast or fucking because it's an empty parking lot it's like a storage facility parking lot nobody should be in this parking lot nobody has storage space here it's this gigantic nonsense building oh no i hope this is not the same guy i wouldn't be surprised but um no okay it's not the same guy it's some other guy that's creepy as well but yeah it's just um it's a lot and and i think every day gets easier i get less i feel less guilty i feel less shame um i I'm so grateful for TikTok. <laughs> so I've been posting to TikTok. I have about 10 videos on there. And I just kind of like, you know, as part of like my unemployment journey, you get uh, like something unlocks for me when I'm unemployed, when I'm in between jobs. Um, I find myself again. It never fails. And I feel that. Like, TikTok previously was such a toxic place for me. Not toxic, but just, like, I really wanted to, like, pop off on TikTok with my astrology stuff. And I think I said this um, in a previous episode. 
or was I just talking to myself? I don't know. I don't remember. But maybe I used TikTok, I mean, astrology as a way to maybe make, you know, using my own inner uh, private practice of astrology to maybe help other people and then eventually like monetize and create content around and stuff. And I got burnt out. And I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to post on TikTok just because I had to. I wanted it to be fun. I didn't want to like do readings. I didn't want to like keep up with the transits like every day for other people and be like that type of like I just didn't I wasn't having fun, right? I wasn't enjoying myself. And if there's one thing that I know about myself when it comes to career or making money in general, I want to have fun doing it. Maybe that's naive of me. Maybe that's like not realistic of me, but I want to have fun and I want to enjoy myself. Maybe that's the inner child in me that's like kind of taking the wheel right now because, you know, my childhood was cut off from me. I had to grow up at a very young age and just sort of take on things that I wasn't ready to take on. And maybe this is just my inner child's way of saying like, you're safe to do this now. Like it's your time. It's okay. You can have fun, but it stopped being fun for me. And I was like, okay, I need to get off. And I don't want, like I deleted my account. I just like kind of did away with it. And then I went back on TikTok and I started to like have fun with it. I created another account and I started to like subscribe to different creators and like different content. And I, I started to love it again. I started to like really get excited about, you know, the com- the types of comedy that I would see, the types of rants and content that I would see, the cooking videos, the everything, you know, f- like just like kitten videos and um, like podcasters that had their own channels like that I really like. And so... And like discourse on different types of pop culture topics that I really like and like everything in between. You know, you know what fucking TikTok is. I don't know what I'm fucking doing just like describing it to you. Um, But I was really excited about it. And then just recently I started to post on TikTok a little bit. I started to like, oh my God, it's the same guy. Please, God, please don't be the same guy. No. Okay. Fuck. What are you doing in this parking lot, bro? And like, these are, it's like a, like, these are all guys in a car. It's not a guy or a girl. No, these are all fucking guys. Like, why, why are you here? Like, are y'all going to fuck in the parking lot? I mean, that's cool, but I don't want to see that. Especially like ugly brown guys from Brampton slash India. I don't want to fucking see that shit. Y'all are gross. Get the fuck away from me, you ugly, short motherfuckers. Smelly ass, no hygiene having pieces of shit. Predatory pieces of shit. Oh my god, there's another car. He's driving super slow, like right in front of me. It's just like the most tinted windows, the ugliest cars. Just fucking why? Anyways, um... Yeah, so I started to post videos again and there were like little funny videos about lists of things and I'm really like enjoying myself. I'm really like having fun and like, you know, I I don't really expect anything from it, but it's really like igniting my creativity a little bit and it's also like making me laugh. Like I'm legitimately looking back at my videos and watching them and like laughing because I'm like, oh, I forgot how funny I was. I forgot how much I like to be funny and it it's pretty effortless for me. Like, I'm just a funny bitch. Um, you can call it a fucking coping mechanism. You can call it, like, whatever you want. A trauma. 
a symptom symptom of trauma but like you know what it's probably all of it but I'm I just love to laugh and I love to create content that's fucking funny and um that's fucking cool and that really expresses my personality and um allows me to kind of come alive a little bit you know and it's not it has nothing to do with like um work or money or any of it you know it's just something that I do for myself I don't care if people like it or not I don't that's not my concern it, it it's not if if people like it and people like hee hee ha ha that's cool but I hee hee ha ha so that's all that fucking matters to me but yeah TikTok has been like a really cool platform for me and I think it's my favorite app aside from Twitter I hate Instagram um even though I I treat it like my like little lookbook or my little um like you know I love Pinterest I love these types of like I guess I do like Instagram. I like these platforms. I like social media. It's not something that I'm like looking to monetize at all. It's just something, it's just another outlet for me to express myself and like find what I like and who I want to be and what I aspire to be and maybe, you know, triggers me in ways that I need to be triggered. But also like there's stuff that I don't subscribe to. There's things that I don't want to like, talk about or be about and so that is also on the internet um and I know more about myself because and and it's also community about community as well I don't have friends I don't have a big family that I can relate to and go to for these things so I don't you know I I just don't so I I like the communities that social media offers and how hmm, they bring like-minded individuals together together for better or for worse like that eldest daughter creator right like she even said she's like i'm looking for community because there's some niche there's some people that that you can't find in real life especially as an adult it's really hard to to make friends as an adult if you work from home if you, you know, I hate saying, I don't hate saying this, as an eldest daughter in an immigrant family, first gen, you are, or at least I am, it's hard for me to form relationships outside of like my fucking, the people that I have to take care of. I don't have the capacity. I don't have the know-how to form healthy um well-rounded good relationships because what is a relationship dynamic for me what i learned at a very young age since the day i was fucking born is that all i'm there for is to accommodate and offer my services time resources self and do it for free and not be acknowledged and not expect reciprocation i'm the giver in all scenarios and like a selfless endless bottomless giver until i fucking die right that's what i've been taught that relationships that's the relationship dynamic so you could imagine that that does not have any sustainability aside from like 
toxic people, right? And ding, 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 you're right. All I've attracted because I've been so toxic is toxic people. I'm not trying to, oh my God, these fucking people are killing me. Like, go away. Why are you driving so slow through this parking lot? Like, just there's other ways to get out, you know? Like, why are you here? The fuck away from me, you piece of shit. Ugh. Um, there's no, I'm not trying to, like, you know, transfer the responsibility onto other people. Obviously, I can make decisions. Obviously, as an adult, I can make choices, but it's hard. I'm doing it, though. I'm not saying it's everybody else's fault. I'm saying that I am trying to unweave through this. I'm trying to untangle all of this. I'm trying to give myself some credit and patience but also take that accountability and you guys know and I mean anybody that's been listening to me for like one episode you guys know like the accountability is real for me I'm also really delusional um so that's also a thing but yeah I just um I don't remember what I was talking about tbh it's funny because where I live um I guess like girls are not uh, allowed or don't go out at night. It's really like, um, it's really like a backwards place that I live. It's small. It's not a small town, but it acts like a small town. Um, it's one of the fastest growing cities in my country by far, but it's such a small town mentality. Like it's so backwards. It's so traditional in a lot of ways, which, you know, if you've talked to me for more than 3.5 seconds, you know, I'm not traditional at all. I'm not religious. I'm not, I don't go, um, I don't subscribe to the, any type of rhetoric that would suggest that, you know, any of this, these cultural norms are part of my line of thinking, right? So it's really weird to go to other cities and realize what a time warp i'm in it's not like funny either it's not like fun and cute and endearing no it's like people here are like it's a it's it's oppressive um the energy is really really bad and um yeah i have qualms so but i want to leave i want to i want to go and um i want to um, I want to spread my wings. It's really hard to, though. I don't know. It's, I feel a little bit trapped for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I feel trapped and I feel like I'm, uh, I'm kind of drowning a little bit. But, um, yeah, there's no but. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm uh, not in the place that I should be. And I have no... Uh, I have nothing to say for that. You know, we're so trained to like have solutions for everything. And I don't, I don't have a solution for anything right now. I'm just kind of rolling with whatever's happening. And uh, I'm trying my best. And then sometimes I don't try at all because I'm tired and I can't be on all the time. I can't be solution oriented all the time. I can't be like, I can't be a go-getter. Um, I just kind of want to lie here, you know, just be in a car and stare out into space and make my little podcasts and 
do my little TikToks and have some fun, you know, enjoy my life um, for what it is right now because I have no idea how it's going to change or what it's going to be like tomorrow or anything. But yeah, that's it. I love you.